and welcome to another exciting edition of the Brain Little Trivia Podcast. I am your MC Davo. With me today, we have Kells. Heidi, 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 ho. We have Andy. Hello, Little Brainers. And we have the Sensei Neil. Hey, everybody. Hey, Kells, I learned something today. I'm listening to that uh, podcast that Andy recommended, the 500, the History of Rock and 500 Songs. And mm-hmm. there's a woman named Ruth Brown, I think. And yeah. she she was a singer. And at one point, she worked for Cab Calloway's sister, who actually mm. did that kind of, she did a, basically that song, Minnie the Moocher, before Cab did but then really? she she kind of got pushed out of the of the industry, possibly by the mafia, possibly because she was arrested and uh, you know for being black in the South. And um, somebody or one of her band members stole all her money while she was in jail. Oh. So anyway, so this she she went to she started running a club and Ruth Brown worked for her for a little while. I know a Ruth Brown song. I think it's I don't know is the name of the song that. You said her name. I was like, that's the first song again. It could be the song he was talking about was something like, um, he's not, mama, he's not treating your daughter right or something like that. Mm, back when titles told you exactly what was about to happen. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I really like that podcast. I recommend it. Mm. He's got a very lugubrious voice. Yes. Lugubrious? <laughs> lugubrious. That's lugubrious. the only word I could think of. He's British. And he kind of talks like this. But when he's talking about like rock music, right? But he talks like this. It's it's a fascinating show. It, it is really absolutely is. Absolutely fascinating. I, I do recommend it, but he, is, he takes him getting used to. Yeah, he takes and he's he's his his Twitter feed, uh, by the way, is is amazing as well. Um he is he is he, he actually he reminds me of you, Neil. He reminds me a lot of you. He's extremely knowledgeable, uh, and he has interesting social skills. <laughs> Whoa! See, I have enough self awareness that I wouldn't try to do a solo podcast where I was just talking for thirty minutes. Oh, and his his episodes are as as you get later into it, where he where you're kind of early in right now. The average episode now is over an hour. Oh wow. Yeah. As he gets into like the meat of, of rock in the early sixties, they are very long episodes. I I really want to hmm. I listen, I usually listen to podcasts at like one point three speed. Um <laughs> which would be great for him talking, but mm-hmm. he plays so many music clips and is I, I can't I can't listen to the music at one point three. So uh I'm right. stuck listening. And to- he's also a musician. At times he'll actually let me show you what, what he's doing in this key. And he'll pull out a piano and play it on the piano or play it on his guitar. He's, he's It's really remarkable. Yeah, his, his scholarship is amazing. Hmm. Anyway, you, you you did a little little mini the moochie there, and I was kind of... Yeah, almost spot on cap. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, having said that, you guys want to play some trivia? Yes. Do it. Each week, we have a theme, and within that theme, we've got six categories, four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points with a few bonus points thrown in here and there, perhaps. And then a final question, which is worth up to 100 points. And we have a one of our newest patrons sent in a mystery theme quiz for us. Ooh. Excellent. So... Here's what he says. He says, hey, Brain Ladle, I've been listening to your show for a few months, catching up on the back catalog. He was actually the host of an episode of Triviality that Davo and Kells were on um, hey, hey. during the oh. summer. Uh, and he became a fan for some reason, probably because of Kells. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that no, was charming. You know, my, my <laughs> wife specifically told me I should be nicer to Davo because he sounds so sad. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sad. Don't be sad. Well, I'm okay. So anyway, he he uh, he continues. I, oh, I should have say his, his name is the, uh, Ian Ian Belovich. So he said, at this point, I, I feel like I know you guys through your banter. So he wanted to contribute a show with a special mystery theme. So um, we're going to do it the same way we 
have been doing our mystery themes, the first one of you players who thinks you know what the theme is can uh, send me a message on our private Slack. And the first mm -hmm. person will get 10 points. Second person will get five points. Third person will get no points. And you only get one guess, so make it count. So I'll, I'll explain the mystery theme a little bit. Each of the categories has kind of a mini theme. You put those six mini themes together to get the overall theme. All right. So we got uh, category one. Question one. Along with a fellow Jesuit missionary, this French-Canadian explorer became the first European to explore the upper Mississippi River in 1673. They ultimately used the Chicago River to return to Lake Michigan. Who was it? Locked in. And I have an easy mode if you need it. Locked in? I'll take easy mode. Okay. The easy mode is his fellow missionary was Jacques Marquette. Oh, that, that sounds more like a breezy mode to me, but... Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about Marquette. Except, yeah, it's going to go terribly wrong. <laughs> I have no clue, so I'm going to write this, because it might be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Locked in. All right, let's start with Kels. Uh, I said Joliet. Deva? I said Detroit. And Andy? The Chicagoans pronounce it Joliet, but I believe the French pronunciation is Joliet. Well, I'm going to pronounce it like my favorite blues brother, Joliet Jake. <laughs> I didn't know that I was an explorer. I thought it was just a prison. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I learned something today. Uh, question two. Though he may be associated with another alcoholic beverage with a quotable history, James Bond is perhaps most closely tied to what drink featured in 22 films a total of 35 times. 17 of those times it was the Bollinger label. And there's another easy mode. Locked in? Locked in. Most closely associated, he means... Uh, That's yeah, yeah, the yeah. drink he drink, drank the most in the movies. All right. I have a guess. So nobody wanted the easy mode? Nope. No. Uh, no. So the easy mode is uh, seven of the instances were Dom Perignon. Ah, I am correct, <laughs> sir. So, Deva, what's your answer? Champagne. Uh, I'm going to deduct Champagne. Points. No. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Finest champagne. <laughs> Andy. Champagne. And Kells. Champagne. It is champagne. Question three. Drafted number one overall in the 1958 NBA draft by the Lakers. This player was described as the first and original high flyer by Oscar Robertson. Until he was eclipsed by Wilt Chamberlain, he held the record for the most points scored in an NBA game with 71 against the Knicks in 1960. Locked in. We go through all the players I remember from 1960 NBA. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to punt. I'm out. Oh, Dave. I know. You broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm locked in. Oh, I thought you were already locked in. No, I was still thinking, but I got an answer. Okay. What is your answer? Uh, Meadowlark Lemon. And Kels. Mm. Yeah. Number 22 for the Lakers, Elgin Baylor. And mm. Davo. Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Kick is away. There's a high, twisting, hang time spiral. Quick answer is Elgin ba Baylor. Wow. I, I know, I know what this category is. <laughs> Question four. I'm taking you to Vegas next time, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that two tens is good. <laughs> <laughs> Question four from the movie of the same name. What is the location of the? public access television station that broadcasts the, sh the show Wayne's World. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. All right. Kels? Aurora. Deva? Aurora. And Andy? Aurora, Illinois. It is Aurora, Illinois. All right. At the end of Category 1, Devo has 20, Andy 30, and Kels 40. Check in. See messages. <laughs> Much too early. Okay. <laughs> All right. Round two. 
Though several national flags highlight botanical components, no country's flag features what central element found on the flag of Hong Kong? Oh, the flag of Hong right. Kong. I'm locked in. No, that's not right. I'm good. I'm locked in. Yeah, sure. I'm locked in. All right. Let's start with David. The flower. Andy. Uh, the meadowlark lemon. <laughs> I said a lily. Um, the correct answer is a flower. Uh, I don't know how specific we were. Yeah. So, Kels, so I just mm -hmm. looked up something that says there's only one true difference between a lily and an orchid, which is the flower on the Hong Kong flag. Um, it has to do with the length of the stamens. Hmm. So, that's close enough. I'm going to give you credit. Yes. It's not the length of your stamen. It's how you use it. <laughs> oh, <wow>. no. <laughs> Nothing that a well-placed shalala can't fix. All right. We ready for question two? Yes. What is the nickname of the South Park character born Leopold Stotch? Leopold. Oh. Locked in? Locked in. Locked in. Andy? Butters? Kels? Butters. And Deva? Butters. It is Butters. Butters. Butters Stotch. Didn't know his name was Leopold. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. What is the common name of the back portion of a long gun to which the barrel and firing mechanisms are attached, which provides a brace for the, shoulder, the shooter's shoulder to prevent muzzle rise during firing? Locked in? Locked in. Mm, locked in? All right. Let's start with Kells. Stock. Deva? Stock. And Andy? Stock. Correct answer is stock. I was specifically told not to accept but, as that is a portion of the stock. Well, I wow. scratched. That's why I scratched that out. <laughs> you scratched your butt? I did. Ah. In front of company. <laughs> but indeed. Question four. What British group performed during the 2012 London Olympics closing ceremony after arriving on stage in five black cabs with the following designs? Sparkling black, racing stripes, leopard print, pink, and a Union Jack. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. And Ava. The Spice Girls. Andy. The Spice Girls. And Kells. Spice Girls. Correct answer is the Spice Girls. You guys nearly aced that one. Andy missed the first question, but everything else was correct. Well, if Andy really tried harder, we would have aced it. Yeah. Sorry, Thank, Ian. Thanks for letting me know that I'd let the team down, Neil. You know, it's not yep. a team game, really. Yeah, I get that. But nonetheless, you were still able to find a way to shame me. Yeah. <laughs> That's well what I played. live for. I feel that I know. I know you do. I give thanks for other people's shame. <laughs> uh, okay. At the end of category two, Devo and Andy are tied at 60 and Kells has 80. Moving on to category three. Designed by architect Daniel Burnham and built in 1902, what New York City landmark gets its signature look due to the diagonal alignment of Broadway relative to the Manhattan street grid? Locked in. Locked in. What is the name of that? Oh, uh, <laughs> Locked in. Okay. Andy. The Flatiron Building. Kels. The Flatiron Building. Deva. The Flatiron Building. It is the Flatiron Building. Question two. Among his many contributions to mathematics, Leonard Euler is credited with popularizing the Greek letters Greek letters of pi to denote the ratio of a circle's circumference to its diameter, sigma to express summations, and this uppercase letter for finite differences. It is most commonly used to represent the difference of a changeable quantity. Hmm. Come on, Ray Guy. <laughs> Help me out here. Um... I have a, a letter written down, locked in. So I have already ray guide for today. Ooh. 
This is not ringing a bell. I'm going to write it. I know it's wrong, but I'm locked in. Okay. Let's start with Kells. I said E, but I'm pretty sure E is um lowercase. Deva? Zed. A doctor has recommended that you have a sweep. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, sorry. Uh, I forgot Andy. Yeah. There we go. So it's a Greek letter, Kels, an uppercase Greek letter, uh, Delta. Oh, well, oh I, was, right dang, I knew that. I knew that. I, I knew that. Of, I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking about it as a letter. I was thinking about a triangle. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a little triangle. Triangle man. <laughs> triangle man. Triangle man. <laughs> he doesn't mind. Triangle man. Triangle man. <laughs> All right. So uh, question three has both a hard mode and an easy mode. Yeah. So I'm going to read the original question. Okay. You can answer that, or you can opt for the hard mode. If you opt for the hard mode, then you'll get double the points. Double? Holy mac. Okay. But if you miss it, you get no points. I'm used to that. And then uh, if you don't want the <laughs> if you if you don't like the regular question, you can ask ask for the hard the easy mode and get half points. All right. So yeah. the regular question is. Though developed much earlier, the triangle offense is most closely associated with which NBA coach beginning in the 1980s? I'll take the easy mode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the hard mode. I'll take the hard mode as well. Wow. Okay. So we got one hard mode or two hard modes and one easy mode. So the hard mode is who was credited as the first innovator of the triangle offense. He coached Kansas state university and the Houston Rockets prior to serving as an assistant with the tech, with the Chicago bulls under the previously mentioned coach. The easy mode is he won nine championships with his, with his strategy. I'm locked in. Okay. I'm locked in. Which actually is a big hint to the uh, original question too. I'm locked in. Okay. So we're going to start with Devo. Tex Winter. Andy. Phil Jackson. And Kels. Tex Winter. So the original question in the easy mode was Phil Jackson. The hard mode is Morris Winter, a.k.a. Tex. Nice. Oh, so I got it right? Phil Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Good oh, job. my God. I just. All right. Wow, I just pers- I went with a I went with a, I don't know if I could have named any other NBA coaches. <laughs> I just went with the one I knew. All right, question four: What is the common nickname for the metropolitan area in the Piedmont region of North Carolina, defined by the vertices of Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill? All right, this is mean. <laughs> Now here's the next to the salted dog rag. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. He brought out the salt first. I'm locked in. <laughs> I'm I'm locked in. Mm. <laughs> Boy, these these categories are so subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. You could take a lesson from this guy, Neil. That's too easy. We'll that out too. <laughs> okay. So let's start with Andy. I'm going to go on a limb, the Southern Triangle. Kels? I said the triad. And Deva. Research Triangle Park. Uh, I will accept Research Triangle. I mean, the answer is Research Triangle. I'll accept. I don't know where the park came from. Research Triangle. Hmm. I think because those are three, those are three big university towns, right? Mm Mm-hmm. At the end of category three, Andy has 75, Devo 100, Kells 110. Hit the Allison line already. Really? I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> category four. Uh, this sounds exciting. From the Latin for rope, what is the name for the type of rail system that travels along a steep slope using two cars that act as counterbalances? 
So due to the configuration, when one car travels up the incline, the other car descends towards the bottom. Oh, man. Okay. I've always called those incline railroads, so let me think about this. I'm locked in with what I think it is. Wow. I've always heard those just referred to as incline railroads. Uh, then you haven't heard the original Latin. Inclinus. <laughs> Inclinus. All right. I'm locked in. Inclinatus. <laughs> Railroadicus. All right. All right. You're um, done now. <laughs> sorry. Again, that was a bit spacey. I'm locked in with some garbage. All right. Let's start with Kells. Fulcrum. Andy. Shakira. And I know she's what? Latin American. This she's not Latin American. She's from Colombia. Colombia. Okay. That works. <laughs> well, they speak Latin American down there, don't they? Yeah, they speak Latin American down there. <laughs> Uh, Deva. A gondola? Was it Delta? I know Delta's Latin. Uh, Delta's Greek, but... Um, it's Greek. Okay. Wow. Sure. Very Greek. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is funicular. Vinicular? Funicular. F-U-N. Funicular. F-U-N-I-C-U-L-A. Well, funicular too. Jeez. <laughs> I have never. It's interesting. I've never heard that before. Hmm. Question two. Jules Verne was partially inspired to write Around the World in 80 Days by the completion of this structure four years prior. Phileas Fogg spends nearly a week traversing a similar route. Calling it a structure is a little misleading. Let's say by the completion of this um, route. What? This route? Locked in? Locked in? I'm going to punt. I have no idea. Wow, that's a rare punt from Kells. Yeah, jeez. Okay, completion of what? The Panama Canal. Yes. Sadly, that popped into my head. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. This is awful. Okay. Locked in. Okay. I'll start with Andy. The American Transcontinental Railroad? Deva? Uh, what Andy said. The Transcontinental Railroad. And kills. Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Ooh. Kick is away. Uh, There's a high, yeah. twisting, mm. hang time spiral. Mm. Yeah. The answer is the first Transcontinental Railroad. Woo! Mm. Okay. I never do that. That's interesting. Question three. In 1869, the 1,911-mile rail line was ceremoniously completed at Promontory Summit, Utah, with the tapping of the Golden Spike by this man, then president of the California Railroad. There is an easy mode. I thought it was hit by somebody else. Easy mode. I thought it was hit by (laughs) Kuhn. I'd like the easy mode. I also like the easy mode. Okay. I'm locked in, I guess. Okay. So Andy's locked in. uh, Kells and Dave, I want the easy mode. Easy mode is an elite private research university in California bears the shared name of his son for whom he established the school. Woot! Locked in. Locked in. All right. Dave? Stanford. Kells? Stanford. And Andy? Stanford. It was Leland Stanford. I've always heard that at the the tapping of the Golden Spike, that they had the, all these dignitaries there, and they were each going to take a swing with the big hammer to put in the spike. But if you've ever used one of those giant hammers, they're really, really hard to use. And each one tried, and nobody was able to actually hit the stru- the spike with the hammer. And finally, they had one of the section hands come out and actually do and tap it in because none of them could do it. That's pretty funny. That's why mm. I was. That's why I was like, "Well, I don't." I, I've never heard that the president actually 
drove in the golden spike. He took out a little tap hammer and just went tink and then walked away. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for the employee. Because <laughs> Wow West made me think that uh, President Grant hit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can't trust the Wild Wild West, I don't know who you can trust. I mean, obviously, no one at this point. Question four Where would you find the first daily operating monorail system in the Western Hemisphere? Monorail. 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 <laughs> I'm locked in. It's not Springfield. They said no. Right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, the first operating monorail in, the, in, in what part of the world? The first daily operating monorail system in the Western Hemisphere. Western Hemisphere. Okay. I... This would—it's like all the important stuff except for Europe, Africa, Asia, and Oceania. So right. all of the important stuff. <laughs> um, I'm locked in with the. All right, I'm locked in too. I have no idea. All right, start with Kels. It felt a little tricksy, and I could be totally off base, but I think there's a monorail at Disney World. So I said Disney World. Okay. Andy. Anaheim, California. Disney. Deva. Toronto. So mm. one of you got it right. It was Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Oh, Kels. I was completely that wrong. Stings. You were just kind of wrong and it counted that the stings. same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one, Andy. Nice job. So the uh, scores at the end of category four, Andy 105, Devo and Kells are tied at 115. So I'm losing. Barely. You've made that a big is, comeback. But still, I'm Damn. losing. That's mm-hmm. particularly hurtful. You're a correct answer away. Yeah, you're one question. A correct off. answer away. All right. I can do this. I'm not going to get salty like Devo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to end up sad. You just get passive aggressively pissy. Well, I'm losing yeah. again. That- <laughs> yeah. Well, we gotta find something with that's referring to wine or cheese. Just there you go. Just for, just for Andy, because Andy whines when he's losing. <laughs> <laughs> Category five. Born in 1866, this woman was left partially blinded due to trachoma. Trachoma at the age of five. Despite this, she would go on to have a notable career as an educator with far more famous pupil of 49 years. Locked in. Have an easy mode if you need it. Oh, locked in? I need the easy mode because I, I think, yeah, give me the easy mode. Oh, uh, buddy. Okay, yeah, easy I know mo- who she taught. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the easy mode. <laughs> I know. Easy mode is her pupil is featured on the state quarter of Alabama. <laughs> I like how they just didn't give it all the way to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crap, what is her name? I could even tell you who played her in the movie. Kells. Yeah, I, I came up you, with the movie I... name before I came up with her. <laughs> the movie name first. Yeah, I was, I was, my mind was racing and I came up with the movie name first. Well, here's two tickets for the train to hell you both get on. Wow. Right? <laughs> now we're going to try a salty dog. Ooh. Okay, because again, maybe you're not a gin drinker. And some people have called me a salty dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Kels, while Dave was thinking, didn't, uh, didn't Randy Newman have some sort of song about... about a train to hell or something, maybe a train ride or Look at that mountain. Look at those trees. Hey, look at that bum over there, man. You down on the knee. Look at those Ain't nothing like them nowhere. <laughs> oh, what am I gonna write now? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm locked in. All right. David, what's your answer? Montessori. Okay. Kells. Played by Anne Bancroft in The Miracle Worker, <laughs> which she won an yeah. Academy Award. Academy Award. <laughs> uh, I believe it's. 
Oh man, we didn't mention today's sponsor. Uh was sponsored by Lowry's. They gave us a box of their product that is awesome. It's good on just about mm-hmm. everything except for cake. <laughs> <laughs> Ann Sullivan or Annie Sullivan. Ann Sullivan. It's Ann Sullivan. Just gonna let that one sit there for a second. <laughs> Just let that one set in. <laughs> you, you, you know, you got You got to let a, a dish rest after pulling it out of the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You yeah. can't just jump into that pie. Right. You got to you gotta let tongue. that rest for a minute. You got to yeah. yeah. sit on the okay. seal and cool while the birds are <sighs> chirping outside, you know. You guys are the worst. You know he's leaving. <laughs> You know he could. <laughs> the back, Dave. We good? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right. Question two. Henry Ford once said of this man's teaching that uh, they reinforced an ordered, rigid, and straightforward view of the world where white was white and black was black. Um, his most notable work ranks behind only a Chinese language dictionary and uh in a book called Scouting for Boys, which is really a horrible title, on the list of best-selling regularly <laughs> updated books. Locked in. I heard that title in a Pink Floyd song. That's a real thing. <laughs> Scouting for Boys. Scouting for Boys. Yeah. Nice Pink Floyd reference, by the way. Oh, God. I can't remember this. I believe that's kind of a reference to, to Boy Scouts. Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I kid you not. I genuinely, he was part of my lecture today. The answer to this question? The answer to this question was the end of my lecture for three classes today. If you got it right. (laughs) I don't. Mike Tyson. (laughs) Locked in. It's going to be right sometime. (laughs) I'm locked in. All right. Let's start with Kels. Teddy Roosevelt. Andy? He was nicknamed the schoolmaster of America uh, and wrote lessons for the expanded curriculum at the time, though he's more well known for his dictionary, Noah Webster. Oh, wow. And David. Hmm. Montessori. (laughs) (laughs) Roll with it. I love the dedication. (laughs) What? You have a problem with that. (laughs) And Andy was drunk. Horace Mann? The correct answer is William Holmes McGuffey, co-author of the McGuffey Readers. Oh, damn. I was so sure he was talking about Noah Webster and the American Dictionary. You know, sometimes when, when someone really steps in it, we got to sit and savor it. So let's just <laughs> wait. Yeah. <laughs> Not only was he confident, he All gave right. us extra. A, blue uh, a speech. Moment. He did. He gave us the cliff. Oh, notes. I was so sure. I was right. Double space. It was. To, it was. Front. Like, it Citations was. in there. Like, man. We, we almost had a first here because <laughs> this, I took a big swig of my lemonade and then he started here. We got to let that sit. And I almost coated my screens here. I'm looking at the lemonade. <laughs> First live spit take. Seriously, <laughs> okay. very, very close. We would have been buying me a new microphone. <laughs> I'm going to call an audible on question three here. All, All right. right, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it from a question to a tri bond. Oh, Ooh. I like tri bonds. Oh yeah, that's why you're the sensei. You see a question, and you say, "I can tri bond this." Well, I think I think the question would be really easy for you guys, and mm. the tribon may be a little bit less easy. Okay. Yeah, I've missed the last three, so I don't want to get a point. <laughs> the uh, okay, Thanks. so so the tribon is um, Edward James Almos, Lou Diamond Phillips, and Andy Garcia. Oh, locked in. Ah. I had to. I was fighting another title in my head. I have. I. I might be wrong still, but 
<laughs> That's what I'm writing. Yeah, I'm, I'm locked in. For a minute there, all I could think about was Miami Vice. <laughs> you know, and I was just stuck there for a minute. Lou Diamond Phillips is on Miami Vice. He, oh, he would have made a great tubs, wouldn't he? Come on. He would have. <laughs> like. <laughs> all right. Let's start with Andy. The movie is Stand and Deliver. David. Stand and Deliver. Kells. Stand and Deliver. Well, I thought I would get one of you, but correct answer is Stand and Deliver. The original question, by the way, is what was the name of the 1988 film following Jamie Escalante, a math teacher at James A. Garfield High School in East Los Angeles, who tries to improve the outcomes at his primarily Latino school through teaching AP Calculus? Jaime Escalante. <laughs> oh, is that Jaime? I, I never I, so. I never put that together. Yeah. That's Jaime. I did not know that. It makes sense, but I just I never never thought about it. All right, question four. Prior to his rise to fame, this man taught at Hunter College High School in Manhattan, some six miles away from the central neighborhood featured in his first Broadway musical. Oh, come on. Um, Why? Who wrote that piece of... Wow. <laughs> Not the question, the musical, because I'm about... <laughs> I know you were talking about the musical. <laughs> oh, what is his name? I've only got one name written in my head and I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> locked in. I don't, I don't know. So I'm, I'm locked in. <laughs> that is a certain amount of lack of confidence. I'm on really unhappy part. with this. I'm locked in too. All right, everybody's locked in and pretty proud of their answers. Let's start with <laughs> so happy. <laughs> Uh, uh, Sondheim. Andy? I didn't know he was a teacher, and I'm hoping the neighborhood is the Heights. Uh, mm. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Deva? Oh. Oh. Andy's answer is compelling, <laughs> but I, I I teamed up with Kells for Sondheim. All right. Well, the correct answer <laughs> is the, the Broadway play was In the Heights. Which takes place Ooh. in Washington Heights, written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, of course. Andy, it's about a What is this crap? Oh, <laughs> I can't. I and I've seen the Heights. I was just totally but struggling no there. You've seen the Heights? No way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Davo. Going off assault. I want to be your assault, Okay, sorry. Let the music set you free. You know, Deadpool has a musical out right now. It's awesome. I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah? Okay. I like where I am. I think you should get into the spirit. You like where you are, Kells? Or mm -hmm. Um, The reason I ask is because you're in last place right now. Ah. I've been there before. With 125. Yeah, be there Kells, again. Kells and Andy are tied at 135. I'm only a question away. That's barely last place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you... It's kind of second place if you think about it. If you th in this context, it is second place. <laughs> Who doesn't want second place? All right, winners. Category six. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, somebody's gonna have to watch their blood pressure after this. <laughs> Category six. Question one. Considered somewhat of a rock star of his time due to his. Performance style and handsomeness. Which 19th century composer and piano virtuoso is best known for his Weimar period in which he wrote the 19 Hungarian Rhapsodies? <laughs> I feel like this can go so many ways. Um, locked in. All right. I'm locked in. I feel like it can be anybody. <laughs> Jim Croce. <laughs> well, not that anybody. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Names going on the paper. I'm locked in. All right. Let's start with Andy. Well, the most popular piano composer here on Brain Little Productions is, of course, Liberace. Oh yeah. There you go. Mm. Shout out to the fans. Yeah, Bettina. Patreons. David <laughs> said Wagner. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Set Brahms. Oh, 
Ever heard of the term Listomania? Coined Listomania? in 18, no. 1844. Franz Liszt? Franz Liszt. Liszt? Oh, I didn't know he was handsome. I've gotten that. I didn't know he was handsome. <laughs> Question two. Name the movie that is both the most expensive and highest grossing black and white film of all time. Most expensive? Ooh. I've got down to three They're really good ones locked in all right locked in i'm gonna i'm gonna lock in okay if i can spell it right there you go t-o-y-s-t-o-r-y <laughs> what what i don't know what you just spelled t-o-y yeah well, you can edit that out. It was a bad joke. Oh, oh it was a joke. <laughs> Maybe you could kind of give us some cue when you make a joke. They just say incoming. Well, you could send us like a message on Slack. You know, this is going to be a joke. Yeah. Be ready, guys. I'm going to be funny. You're going to try anyway. I. The, the crazy thing is, I think I got all of the categories and I have no idea what they mean together. What do you get? What's your answer to this question, though, Kels? I think it was a little tricksy to get us thinking older, like way older. But I think the answer might be Schindler's List. Andy? Yeah, I, I almost fell into the same trap. Initially, I was thinking of, uh, um, oh, the 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 hugely racist movie from Woodrow Wilson's period. Um, I just lost the name. Oh, birth of a nation. Birth of a nation. Uh, all I could think of was the book. It was named after the Klansman, but I went with Schindler's list. Yes, it is Schindler's list. That's my answer too, by the way. You said, <laughs> if you were curious, <laughs> you said answer was toy story. story. <laughs> no, I didn't. You didn't call on me. <laughs> oh, I did, but wow. I think if we played the joke was that he was having trouble spelling it. And I said, toy story. Oh, <laughs> I missed. Yeah. yeah no, I Again, if you can send us a message on Slack. I got lost yeah. in the sauce. Okay. <laughs> That's my bad day, but I feel like we turned on you. Yeah, you did. You I'm, completely turned. I'm sorry. I, I oversalted tonight, and you guys, I understand. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, in retrospect, that was kind of funny. See? Right. Yeah, now that we get it. it. <laughs> I missed that I didn't, that, that I had even said that, and that right. you were answering that. I, didn't catch I that thought either. you were spelling out your answer because you were ashamed no. of me. I did too. Yeah, that's, that's how bad this game is for me. <laughs> but I don't even try. <laughs> One question down. <laughs> All right. Question three. What author has dominated the New York Times bestsellers list, landing 114 books on the list and 67 at the number one spot? 67? Goodness gracious. Well, this category is really helping me out. I mean, points wise? No, just I'm lost. That was sarcasm. <laughs> we got to get our shit together, man, because that was funny. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write this. I don't know if it makes sense. All right, I'm locked in. Wow. I'm locked in. Are you locked in yet, Andy? Yeah, I'm I'm locked in. Okay. Let's start with Kells. Stephen King. Andy? Stephen King. And Devo. See, my first thought was Stephen King, but I, I know he's written a ton. I don't think he's written over 100 books. Yeah. I don't think so either. It's all I could come up with. Yeah, I, I was starting to think of those genres that produce lots of small, very popular books oh, like romance I got and you. westerns. So I went with Louis L'Amour. I like Louis L'Amour. That's a good one. God bless, Bess. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I used that Damn, one already. Still. <laughs> it's okay. Sweet to lick. 
Oh, thanks. You have a problem with that. <laughs> uh, correct answer, James Patterson. Oh. oh, okay. I didn't know he wrote 114 books. Holy crap. Oh, he wrote a lot of them. didn't even cross my mind. I don't think I've read a single James Patterson book. Neither are fine. I read most of Stephen King's, though. Me too. Yeah. I have a tough time writing an email. <laughs> 114 <laughs> books. Good Lord. <laughs> well, no, that's how many he got on the bestsellers list. Got on the list. list. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the good ones. <laughs> right. All right. Our final question. Name the 1971 novel given the following entries from the table of contents. Chapter two, the seizure of $300 from a pig woman in Beverly Hills. Chapter 12, hellish speed grappling with the California highway patrol mano a mano on highway eight. And chapter 21, breakdown on Paradise Boulevard. Ooh, locked in? So what novel are those chapter titles for? Locked in? Locked in. Yeah, we'll start with Andy. The Great Shark Hunt by Hunter S. Thompson. Eva? L.A. Confidential. And Kells? I said Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas by Hunter S. Thompson. Wrong Hunter Thompson book. I didn't know he did more than one book. I, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Category uh, final scores: Devo one thirty-five, Andy one forty-five, and Kells one fifty-five. Dave uh, Kells, if you haven't guessed it by now, give me give me your guess or. or... Um, yeah, I, I I know what's going to happen. We're gonna start going over these, and it's, it's gonna be that scene from Usual Suspects where my coffee mug drops and hits the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and you run out of the door. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to tr- trying to catch up to Kaiser Soze, but it's too late. <laughs> He's in the car with Pete Postlewaite. Uh I'm 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 out. All right. I got nothing for you. So I'm gonna let the only person who got it correct give us the Dave details. Up. Go ahead. No, Andy. I guessed early and was wrong. Oh, Andy got I it. can't Ooh. tell you guys how genuinely offended I am that you didn't get this mystery category because I figured it out. Relatively early on. Oh my God, it's you. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm the mystery. God, God is you. See, the mug just hit the ground. It just hit the ground. I, I, you're from Illinois. You the kitchen stuff, and you got triangles because you laughed at Dave on for six weeks about it. Trains. <laughs> you're a teacher. I don't know how list facts because he doesn't ever number his paper. Oh, you got, um, you're right. Number your paper. And, um, <laughs> and to be clear, I think the kitchen stuff is specifically talking about gravy. That's yeah, a gravy you need recipe. To make gravy. Yeah, it's a yeah. gravy recipe. It's a gravy. See, I got to, I got there, and then the triangle stuff happened. And then yep. I was like, wait a minute, this is about us. This is about all of us. Because I thought he was laughing. He was pointing at me. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought, mm. too. So then I guessed at that point, And then the next category was trains. And I was like, balls. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, the first train the first train question, I realized this had to. Because I, I did the same thing, Devo. First category was Illinois. Second category was gravy. I thought, this guy's poking fun at me. But then the triangle thing, like, no, that's all Devo. Uh, and so then I was holding off, but then trains came in like, oh, no, it's got to be me. See, and the last category, it was a lot of lists. So I was like, okay, so it maybe it's like two categories <laughs> each of us, but that stupid train and teaching one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Man, it. that's a great, that's great, man. That was awesome. That is, I feel like I just read Kobayashi. It like, <laughs> got away from me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How I feel like I'm in the Matrix. So so vague. <laughs> and then as soon as so epic. I was like, oh my god, it's you. Yeah. That was it was the mystery. Killers. That was great. <laughs> the killer's been in the house this whole damn time. <laughs> the calls are coming from inside the podcast. That's oh, so good. Ian, great categories, man. <laughs> well done. Yeah, I obviously enjoyed that very much. 
Can't wait to see what the final questions are going to be. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> before we get to that, with Andy getting 10 points for guessing the mystery theme, that brings our final scores to 135 for Devo and Kells and Andy tied at 155. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Hello, ladlers. We here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast are thrilled to announce that we have merch, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, mouse pads, a bottle of Crystal Pepsi, and a 1986 Buick Regal sitting on what the kids will say, dubs. I mean, the works. Go to brainladleshop.com and give our beautiful new shop a once over. Show your love of trivia and help support the show by locking in on your favorite swag. And remember our sales motto, if you want it, we got it. If we ain't got it, we're going to get it. So you better get it while the getting's good. So thank you, Andy. You got me back up to second place. (laughs) (laughs) Sudden death. Sudden death. Andy style. All right. These are a list of famous Andys, both real and fictional. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So I'm going to just give you a quick, uh, quick description and you tell me which Andy we're referring to. Okay. Question one, leading figure of the pop art movement known for silk screens of a certain canned food product. Locked, Locked in. in. Locked in. Kels? Warhol. Devo? Warhol. And Andy? Warhol. It is Andy Warhol. Question two, English actor most closely associated with motion capture roles in the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, and the Star Wars trilogies. Locked in. Uh, what is um, I see his face. Locked in? Locked in. Oh my gosh, that was hard. Deva? Circus. Andy? Andy Circus. And Kels? Circus. Andy Circus. Question three. Mm. Current Super Bowl winning coach of the Kansas City Chiefs? Locked in. Oh, Locked in. Oh. Uh, oh. Up. Orc. Uh-uh. <laughs> Come on. That means I love you. <laughs> Jetsons fans. <laughs> Yay. With the walrus mustache. Ah, yeah, there I it would, is. I got it locked in. I would have been out on this one. Andy. Andy Reed. Kells. Reed. And David. Reed. Andy Reed. Question four. Protagonist of the Shawshank Redemption. Latin. <laughs> oh, what is his last name? <laughs> Andy, nope. his name is Andy. No points for getting the first name. <laughs> Locked in. I'd like to tell you, Andy, if all the I was hoping. <laughs> I was okay. hoping. Okay, right here, yes. after the answer, in parentheses, cue the Kells impression. Yeah. He <laughs> knew. got to pick Kel's last so he could do the whole impression. <laughs> he knew you couldn't resist that. <laughs> I could not. But that would be a fairy tale. Okay. Kels. Andy Dufresne. Deva. Dufresne. And Andy. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. All right. Question five. Mm. First introduced to his series as the regional director in charge of sales at the Samford branch. Locked in. <laughs> There's a lot of silence from the other two players. Um, locked in? Sounds like a man who doesn't have it. I have seen very little of this show. That's why I know. I know this. I knew this was going to be hard on you because you didn't really. But I think I know this because it's. Oh, I'm not going to say. (laughs) Dave, did you watch this? No, I think I'm out. (sighs) I mean, it it was going to be a tough thing for me to catch up anyway. But I mean, two questions, right? Yeah, I was down two, two, but you had to do three better. 
Yeah. All right. Locked in. Okay. Deva? Dalton. <laughs> Bernard? I almost had another spit take. Kels? <laughs> Who is Andy Bernard. Dalton? <laughs> it's a quarterback. He was the quarterback okay. of the Saints. He was the quarterback oh, of the, the Bengals. The, Bengals. the Red Rocket. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nard Dog, Andy Bernard. Is Andy Bernard. The Nard Dog. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to rearrange these a little bit so it might be a little confusing. Okay. Uh, anyway, so since this is sudden death, Davo missed it, so he is out. That score is locked. You're out! Question um, six. American anti-comedian died of lung cancer at age 35. Locked in. I'm locked in. Andy? You should have said died from from cancer, question mark. Uh, Andy Kaufman. Kels? Kaufman. Correct answer is Andy Kaufman. Well, there's, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fan theory that with Andy Kaufman and then his the way he did his humor that the whole lung cancer thing might be a joke that he's still alive. It's the long the joke. game. He'd love the long game. It's a very, very long. I mean, it's been what, 20, 30 years. It now? seems pretty unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not denying that. All right. Question seven. Um, American former number one tennis player and winner of the 2003 U S open. Locked, Locked in. in. Oh, Devo, did you lock in? I did. He, he locked in lock for in. me. He's subbing he in. No, I'm in. subbing in. I'm, I'm tapping Devo in. He's subbing in for me. Fudge. But this is actually a true sudden death because the first one of you to miss it loses the game. Yeah. Oh, and I don't, don't have, have those I, I, I can see his. Darn it. I'm locked in. Let's start with Kels. Andy Roddick. Yep. There Andy. it is. Andy Smith, or maybe Andy Jones. <laughs> or Johnson. <laughs> it is, in fact, Brown. Andy Roddick. Ah! All right. Good so, show, played, Kills. Well played. Kills is Good our last show, man standing. We're not done yet. Yeah. Let's see how well Kells knows Pretty in Pink. What was the name of Molly Ringwald's character from the 1986 film Pretty in Pink? This is where I'm out because I've never seen it. I would have been out here too. <laughs> um, it's a trick question. Is it? It's a trick question. No, yeah. It's not. She's also Andy Dufresne. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Her last name, uh, Flowers. No. Andy Walsh. That's a really good question. Oof. Yeah. Miss me with that one. But we've only got two more. Let's run through them real quick. Uh, okay. Who's the five-time World Champ World Series champion whose numbers fo- number forty-six was retired by the Yankees? Pettit. Pettit. Andy Pettit. Yep. And English guitarist and former member of the Police. Oh, Dave o. Summers. Andy Summers. Oh, Dave was a fan of the Police. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, if it ain't Sting, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right so our final scores Davo 175 Andy 215 Kells 225 ah well played Kells very Man, good, good game you guys excellent good. questions yeah Ian, Ian excellent questions thank you for wonderful yeah. questions yeah Ooh. I am honored sir truly now if you Man. whip one of those up about me or Neil or, or Kells, we might do better on getting the theme. That's going to be too obvious now. Well, yeah, he's going to do a double one, and it's going to be another Andy show when we least expect it. I'm left holding the mug again. <laughs> so from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is your MC Devo with Kells. And there are no fairy tales at Shawshank. No, sir. Andy? <laughs> so long, <laughs> ladle brainers from me, myself, and I. And the Sensei Neil. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest rock band of all time. According to Andy, 
yellow matter custard dripping from a dead dog's <laughs> eye, grab the locker fish wife, pornographic priestess, boy you've been a naughty girl, you let your knickers down I am the egg man they are the egg man I am the walrus goo goo gajub. <laughs> 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 pure poetry from, <laughs> from the Beatles <laughs> signing off <laughs>
Good night. That was so sweet. Good night, Simon. He just sat there. He looked at, took the headphones off and looked at me like, wow. And then took <laughs> off. Quick aside while we're letting that set, uh, Wendy and I watched <laughs> Wendy and I Wendy and I watched The Summer of Soul the other day, which is an amazing uh-huh. movie documentary if you haven't seen it. Uh, but one of the artists on it is Gladys Knight and the Pips. And mm-hmm. this show has ruined Gladys Knight and the Pips for me. Because um, all I could do when they're and by the way, I, I had forgotten the Pips had moves. Moves yeah. like I, I don't know how they did that, but I'm watching this performance <laughs> and I realized at the end of the performance, I never looked once at Gladys. I was focused on the pips <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> just watching the dance moves and trying to figure shit out. Like I'm realizing, oh no, it's been ruined for me now. No, we didn't ruin it. The Richard Fire show ruined it. The pips <laughs> and the pips. <laughs> the preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved. Sure, come get this baby.